Hey, what's up? This is Jason from Death Therapy, and you're listening to the Campfire Conversationalist Podcast. Yeah. Thanks for listening live. to the Campfire <laughs> Live. Thanks for listening to the Campfire Conversationalist podcast. Um, today, we're going to talk about a very morbid and macabre uh, topic conversation. It's serial killers and why we think they're so fascinating. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know why, but for years, I I don't want to say I've been obsessed because that's probably a too overboard. Yeah. But I have found serial killers absolutely fascinating. And mm-hmm. I don't know why. There's something about them uh, that is just very interesting. And I would say probably uh, I know more on average about serial killers than the, like the average Joe. I'm not, I'm not an expert at all. I don't claim to like know the psychology of any of it but for some reason it's just fascinated me and um i've just looked into it and thought it was just a very very wild and strange and interesting topic mm-hmm. so 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 what fast what do you think fascinates it or fascinates you about it i don't know like i, I can you I narrow think- it down at all like is it body count is it the way they behave is it oh how they were captured or yeah i'd say a little bit of all the above um body count isn't quite as important but it's interesting but the behavior um how they got away with it for so long on a lot of a lot of times um Yeah. yeah a lot of times they turn themselves in there's a few of them that have done that um yeah. <clears throat> um yeah i don't they're just it's a very 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 strange See, thing always, and it, i was always fascinated with uh how they get caught i guess and then how like because sometimes sometimes they're chasing them for a very long time okay like the btk killer it was like 30 years you know and they're chasing around the, the BTK killer, Dennis Rader, for, like I said, 30 years. And there was a dormant period where he just stopped doing it. So they were kind of thrown off. And then all of a sudden, he comes back out and starts, you know, doing it again. And so there's a long period where they're chasing. You know what I mean? Wait, it's like cat and mouse. Okay, because sometimes I'll I'll forget like the nicknames and with with their real name, and uh, Dennis Rader. Some, oh, wait, which one was he? I'm trying to think now. It's the one in what was it? Oklahoma, I think, or Kansas? One of those two. No, I actually my, I know the name, but I I don't really know too much about him. Okay, so, so he that, yeah, basically so. bound, tortured, and killed henceforth BTK. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. And yeah, he would I, do I it, actually don't he know would too do much it. about him. It's it's kind of a crazy one because he would sometimes he, I mean, all the time he would enter the house and hold someone at gunpoint, tell them that they were going to be okay as long as they cooperated, but obviously they weren't, you know. And he was he was a total family annihilator. So he would go in and bind, torture, kill. Like, mm. repeatedly. He would strangle and wait until they came back and then strangle again. You know, the whole time he's, like, getting some kind of gratification out of it. You know? Mm. So very sadistic, I guess. Um, yeah. And there is... Uh, you should look him up because, like, when he was in court, <laughs> it was, like, the most wacky thing because he has, like, these facial anomalies that are going on while he's in court, and he's saying, like, bizarre things. Absolutely bizarre things. And when I first watched it, I was like, how, how did nobody know for 30 years that this guy was like a little bit just a little bit off you know um i guess his this one of the rare cases like he had a full family was like a deacon in a church or something like that or the church accountant or something um hmm. don't quote me on that but was was pretty esteemed in his church his uh and he had a, like a full family and everything and still was kind of like off his rocker to do these things you know, it says here. Uh, uh, what? Well, I guess this is Wikipedia. Um, between seventy-four and ninety-one. Yep. Um, I just saw it. Where'd it go? Wichita, Kansas, which I actually have family in that area. Mm -hmm. And I just saw how many people he killed. Oh, see, when he, he was in court. People. Yeah, see, when he was in court, he's, like, doing these, like, clicking noises. <laughs> really? Yeah. Go and watch video of it sometime. He's I doing will. these, like, clicking noises, and it's, like, creepy. It's really, really, really creepy. I mean, it's, like, I, I don't know who to compare it to. Maybe, like, like Hannibal, you know? Those kind of, like, just weird little clicks and ticks. And he describes in detail in court all of the killings. Like it's like it's just like a walk in the park for him. Like right. zero remorse, nothing. I mean, it just absolutely creepy. Very like <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Like and are you looking at a picture of him? Yeah, he looks like um well if I was to just guess i wouldn't guess he'd be into killing he looks like a child molester if i'm being honest yeah but he doesn't, doesn't look like a killer but he looks like a child I mean, he looks he... like someone who 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 was probably um teased and bullied and then he grew up and then he realized he could do what was done to him yeah and he likes that control does he look like a deacon in church though doesn't he i don't know he i think he, he does like, i think he does he looks like Maybe a little bit. He looks like a goofball. I can tell you that. Yeah. So you see when the crimes were? Okay, so from 74 to, what does it say? 1991. 91. But look when mm -hmm. he was apprehended. Uh, hold on. Let me pull that up. 2005. Wow. 
That's what so I'm he actually went from 2000 and I'm sorry, 91 up until he was arrested with no killings. Yeah. Wow. And there That's was crazy. and there was like cold spans in between, like to where oh, nothing so happened. Yeah. I wonder if uh, um, it sounds kind of like the character from season four of. Um, Dexter. Uh, <laughs> that's who. That's who they based it off of. I'm guessing. Like the the. What are you talking? The uh, the old guy that ends up killing Dexter's girlfriend at the end. That yes. one. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember his. Yeah. Kind of. I, I mean, family that's annihilator, kind of, right? Yeah. He he had like you know a wife and a, a son and a daughter, and he mm-hmm. was a deacon in the church, and then. You know, he was like working for like some Habitat for Humanity type organization, you know, building homes for families. And then you find out later on, now he's, you know, really abusive at home. And, and, uh, (laughs) and then he's got these weird ritual killings, you know, all based on, and they, and they span out over time. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, the thing I feel bad about in this case is like, I feel bad for the victims, of course, because, most of these people were, they were un, unsuspecting, you know, at least at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would dress up like utility repair people, and that was how he gained entry on some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you really think, like, broad spectrum, too, like, his whole, like, his wife, his kids, like, his his children, I've watched a documentary with his daughter, and, like, she's still in like recovery of finding out this stuff you know um but then again i mean this guy clearly he did not care he didn't care who he was hurting or anything like that you know i mean especially if you listen to him in court he just he doesn't care it's all zeros to him you know no no compassion no remorse for anything so did um did he have like a abusive childhood? I that I don't know. I don't know his childhood. I don't know yeah, his background. Yeah, because I all the serial killers that when I was doing a little bit of research and, and brushing up on for this, um, a lot of them were abused in some way. Hmm. Um, uh, quite a few of them had mothers that were unbelievably terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, instilled into Ed Gein's head, his mother instilled into his head that, you know, just women were terrible. They were evil. They were the devil. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> there was another one. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm trying to think who the other one was off the top of my head. There was another one whose mother, um, I think it might have been, well, they call him the Golden State Killer now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of, there was a few of them that just had mothers that were god awful, and um, yeah, a lot of them would even almost be like religious too, to where uh, you know they had attended church, and, and then for whatever reason, you know, uh, they just took you know this like lust thing that they were seeing in the Bible and just went just totally. They spiraled out of control to where like everything is bad. Yeah. And I think you know, I I don't know about you, but I've definitely been in churches where they take things so extreme where it's like, 
oh my gosh, this is just nuts. I, you know, what's going on here? Right. Really? So just you think everything's a demon now? Right. Like if I if I farted the wrong way, that was demonic. I mean, well, I've literally been at places where it's been like that, and it's just like, dude, this is this is just out of control. This is not normal behavior, and I think extreme stuff like that yeah uh is what's kind of almost starts and causes you know weird behaviors like this but then you know it's like i you know people always ask you know are serial killers born or are they made mm-hmm. and it seems like a lot of the ones i was looking at they're you know made even like ted bundy uh he to me he's like the most awkward one of all because he had this very charismatic personality and he was very uh well spoken and um apparently on the outside it didn't seem like he really had any issues he wasn't like most of these killers they they have a look about them that's uh off Mm -hmm. you know a lot of them have the weird looking like um uh walter white type glasses you know what i mean eyeglasses yeah and the creepy mustaches like almost all of them and it's like but but ted bundy was not that guy yeah. he, you know he was very charismatic very uh you know he, he was a very almost seemingly gentlemanly person uh but even he was subject to some kind of abuse um because you know, there was some weird things. That I, f- I forget exactly what it was. Sure. But I'm like not sure mother. he went through. Uh, it's possible. Okay. I mean, I'm no expert, but from what I remember, I don't remember him going through a lot of like physical abuse. It's possible. No. But there was some psychological stuff like um, uh, him living. I mean, there was some mix up with his mom where right. they told him it they, wasn't his mom. It was his aunt. And then he found yeah, out later it was, it was actually no, his mom. Was like, yeah, they told him it was like his sister. Yeah, his sister. They that's told, what it was. And his grand, he thought for the longest time, his grandmother was his mother. That's what it was. And yeah. and his mother was his sister, which is really odd. I mean, how many people just have like a twenty year old or twenty year old older? sibling and then no one in between like i've known families that literally have 10 kids and the oldest one is 20 years older than the youngest one that's not that strange when you have 10 kids in between and even like my dad his older sister there's only two two siblings you know him and my aunt and there's 10 years between them uh but i mean 20 years or whatever however much older his mother was that's i mean that's just and what was the purpose i mean i don't know it was i it was just i don't know i have no idea like i i just i guess i don't understand that but somewhere along the way that messed him up and then what really messed him up was that i think he had a girlfriend in college that ended up yep. dumping him and that was like that was like the last straw <laughs> yeah yeah she was she came from a, a wealthy family that's right high society and he was like an average guy like you or me you know not you know didn't grow up in any you know special or privileged circumstances just grew up a normal person yep in a normal neighborhood like you and i did and then like she really liked him they really liked each other but didn't um, her family say like basically like no he's not wealthy enough or prestigious enough or something like that i'm i'm not sure but that wouldn't surprise me um, but it seemed like 
she was really into him, but I think because he had this thing in his mind where he just wasn't right, he yeah. couldn't connect with her the way she wanted and, and did with him. Um, you know, like normal people do when they fall in love with each other, they, you know, they are able to connect. Right. He couldn't really connect um, because he just doesn't have that part of the brain. He's a sociopath. Right. Um, so, and then eventually they, I think he actually ended it, it strangely enough, but as he was, they were still like obsessed about each other. And then they eventually got back together again later on. Mm-hmm. And then, um, wasn't she the model for like every killing? Like every girl that he killed was yes. like look like her. Yeah, they looked very much. I mean, not like identical twins, but you know, same color hair. Yeah. You know, very pretty. Um, you know, yeah, they they all ended up looking a lot like her. Wow. Uh, I think her name was Elizabeth, but I I really can't remember. I don't know. You know, one of those fancy. Hello, I'm Jennifer, and I'm rich. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm from... I'm Anastasia. <laughs> you know, one of those high society names. I'm 25... I'm from Massachusetts, from a yes. very wealthy family. Well, actually, she's from California, but but oh, that's because they're on the East Coast. If, if they were, uh, yes, if they were on the East Coast, she would have been from, you know, um, the, the Hamptons or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But Mar- being from Martha's California, vineyard. she's I'm just. From Martha's I'm from Hollywood, vineyard. from LA. There's a vineyard in Martha, and I am there. And that is where I'm from. Yeah, and it's named after me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah. looking on this Google page, all right? And I typed in Dennis Rader, okay? Mm-hmm. And then I scroll down because I'm just like reading through like all these. BTK killer daughter talk shock about father blah 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 and then I just happen to glance over as I'm like scrolling down and I'm curious okay people also searched for and it's got a bunch of serial killers Richard mm-hmm. Ramirez Ed, Edmund Kemper Gary Ridgway but right at the front <laughs> trending right now is Theodore J. Kaczynski <laughs> Ted Kaczynski? Why is he trending? What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, uh, why is he trending? I, like, why is that? I a- think technically he's a serial killer by definition, but I don't really mm. consider him one. If I'm being honest, mm, did he kill three people? Because I think so. To- <laughs> I mean, I think it was three, but it was more casualties of you know, like body, people's body parts and eyes than actual deaths. It was more injuries than anything. Yeah. But um, oh yeah, he killed three. Yeah. So exactly by definition, it, well, okay. So we, we should probably explain what the definition of a serial killer is. Yeah. Um, it's very specific. It's three or more people have been killed in three separate incidences. With so cool you can't go to a mall and blow away a twenty people. You're not considered a serial killer by definition. Well, it's and there, of- yeah, there has to be a cool down period in between. Right, yeah, it's three separate incidences in three separate killings, and then beyond that would be, you know, still, but that's the minimum to quali- to be qualified as a serial killer. Yeah, there's a lot of other things that are looked at, too. Um, oh, yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's really a lot of other things like, um, like motive and... Um, like your your the way your brain works. Okay, so say a um, say someone pays someone 
to go out and kill a bunch of people and they even though there's a cooldown period and even though they've killed like 50 other people they're still technically not a serial killer right that's like the uh ice man killer yeah the, the, that's yeah. that's more so, of an assassin yeah which is different but even though it's the same so it's kind of the mindset of where they're at too like are they being paid um was it just something that they did on a spree? You know what I mean? Like, cause spree killers and serial killers are different. Um, serial killer isn't a mass murderer. Um, unless you have a serial spree killer. <laughs> That's a new subcategory. A serial spree mass killer. <laughs> yeah, someone who got away. They were able to get away and they did three or more serial spree killings. <laughs> it's a new, dude, it's gonna be the new Watch the media is going to pick up on that, and that's going to be like the new false flag is these these serial spree killers, <laughs> yeah. where they're just going out and killing people and and whatever, and it's not even a real thing. <laughs> See, I don't I don't agree with this definition that I just looked up. A person that commits a series of murders often with no apparent motive. And typically following a char uh, characteristic predictable behavioral pattern okay so the last part of that yes typically yeah. following a characteristic predictable behavioral pattern yes but the part often with no apparent motive really they don't have a motive well apparent it's not apparent i guess i i mean well i think that kind of almost goes back to where the were the serial killer made or were they well, um, I mean, born that but, way. but a lot of these and, are sexual sadists. Yeah. And that is their motive. <clears throat> right? Yeah. Wouldn't that be their motive? Gratification? Mm, yeah. Those, uh, um, there's a few of them that would um, sexually assault the victims after the victim was already dead. Like I, That's I true. Think I mean, Ted Bundy green, did that. Yeah. The, the, Green River Killer? Didn't he do that or no? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. did you know they, you did know that they used Ted to catch yeah, the Green Yeah, I saw that. I did. Well, he was insightful. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I, he ended up being correct. I forgot exactly. How. He was correct about returning the bodies. Right, yeah, yeah. Which is funny because um, I, I when I was when I heard that it made me kind of laugh inside because, I mean, Ted Bundy was just always you know he kind of tried to make himself sound so innocent and you know he didn't do these killings but what now he's insightful on other serial killers when you know he claims to have not been one how does that make any sense you know what I mean well at that point and he was, he was correct already, yeah at that point he was already on he was already role. incarcerated but I think he still tried to play it off like he didn't do it you know yeah. what I mean a lot of these serial killers will do that especially the ones that are uh, not remorseful in any way um, they'll try to play innocent until the day they die i mean they're just like uh, you well, know well. i'm a i'm a political prisoner I'm, i know i remember <laughs> marilyn uh oh, marilyn sorry marilyn manson charles manson i remember charles manson saying that um in in a parole hearing a few years before he died maybe maybe five to ten years before he died i remember it being on the news that you know in a parole hearing or not parole it was, uh yeah whatever 
um, yeah, the parole hearing that, you know, he, he was trying to say that, you know, he was a political prisoner and if they just wanted to keep him as a political prisoner, that's fine. That was on them. You know, he's trying to put it back on, <laughs> on them. You know, it, 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 I, I would encourage anybody, if you want a good, a good time, go watch interviews of Charles Manson. He was a very clever person when it came to talking. I mean, he, he was really interesting in interviews. I was watching this one interview and this would have been probably about maybe the eighties or something, uh, maybe the early nineties, but I think it was probably more like the eighties. And this uh, female was the one interviewing him. And I'm, I don't remember what she asked him, but he didn't want to answer it. And, and his way of not answering it was, he goes, he goes, uh, you know, he goes, you could stand to lose about 10 pounds. That's wow. what he told her. He just like shamed her. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know I'm, I'm a little overweight or whatever. And she tried to just play it off. But like, he just didn't want to answer whatever question it was. So he just like flipped it back on her. Like, you know, you could probably stand to lose about 10 to 15 pounds. Wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he was just a very interesting person. To Where watch. do you think he was? Do you think he was a socio? Or a psycho. Um. Well, I don't know. He kind of, you know, with all the manipulation that he did on all of his little followers. Um. I mean, he does fit the characteristic role of that. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean. He, I mean. It's it's really hard to say because he I don't I don't think he really portrayed the the essence of a killer myself. No, and and there's a lot he of really people did. that now speculate he, that maybe he never even actually killed anybody. Yeah. No, I, I don't know if he did or did not, but he definitely in one way or another people were influenced by him and you know they well, other people did the killings almost on his behalf. Yeah, and what I was gonna say was he demonstrated the same kind of characteristics that like someone like David Koresh or Jim mm. Jones kind of portrayed, you know? Yes. Yes. Like, like a, cult, oh, a cult leader. Yeah. Like a cult leader, but a cult leader is different from like a sociopath, you know, serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. Again, um, uh, Charlie Manson was a very charismatic person. Mm -hmm. You know, he had this like really big, loud personality and certain people were very attracted to him. And I don't know if people know this. I'm sure you do. He was actually in Hollywood. He wrote songs for the Beach Boys. Yeah. And um, uh, probably other, I don't know. I know there was other artists who used his lyrics and stuff and music. But uh, he taught himself to play the guitar in prison, in yeah. jail. And he wrote, I forgot, it was an obscene. I think there was one time where he was in jail for like a year or just a little over a year. And in that time, he wrote something like 150 songs. So like on average, a song every two or three days, wow. which I, I guess if you got nothing better to do, that's certainly possible. <laughs> but I mean, he would just crank out music like nobody's business. Yeah. And well, then, you know, the thing I'm wondering is like, why do you think they gave him so long? Okay, so remember remember a couple episodes ago, we were talking about uh, one of the shooters for Malcolm X. Do you remember us talking about that? Oh, uh, yeah. How, wasn't his name Jones? Was it? 
<laughs> I forgot which one. It was that was the I believe that was the uh uh but you remember, remember wow, my we talked about how... Uh, Mandela Effect episode. Yeah, you, you remember we talked about how he only got, like, 20 years. He served his 20 years, and he was out free. You yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people seen him walk up and assassinate him. So it wasn't like, you know, do we have enough evidence on this? No, it was, like, clear. Oh, yeah. It was, like, right Please out, play. and everybody seen it. But then you get someone like, you know someone like Charles Manson who you know as to my knowledge didn't kill anybody right his cult did he may not have he may not have so why would he get so long a sentence until he basically Um, died you know I know I've heard the explanation for this before and I don't remember it do you think it's just because they were afraid that if he got out that he would potentially do it again they absolutely were afraid of what he would do. And and, and, and if you... When you look into uh, what Charlie Manson was doing mm-hmm. was he was trying... He was trying to do like an ethnic cleansing. Yeah. He was trying to get rid of black people, was, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, because he tried to make it look like black people were in L.A., you know, terrorizing people. And, and he tried to make it look like black people were the ones doing all these murders. Yeah. So it wasn't, I, I don't, he, yeah, he's another one that's kind of unique. He wasn't doing this for some probably sick pleasure like a lot of these serial killers do. It was like a cause for him. It was like, you know, blame it on the blacks and, and you know, let them go down for this so we can get what we want. You know, that's that's what it was. Uh, so it was kind of like the ends justifies the means kind of a thing for him. Yeah. It wasn't like you know but he did have mother issues i know that but it wasn't the same as like you know some of these guys who were abused by their mothers and you know you know like ed gein and then you know 50 years later you know you open up ed gein's barn and there's literally a dead woman hanging as if it was a deer you know in hunting season (laughs) literally with the head cut off draining the blood yeah (laughs) you can find pictures of that on on the internet it's it's extremely disturbing odd stuff we're like that's just how ed gein treated women like, yeah sounding season <laughs> that's messed up what about like yeah. people like so take jeffrey dahmer though yeah yeah so he was this is this is an interesting case aside from all of these other ones where representing wisconsin <laughs> him and well, ed gein represent wisconsin yeah, like like jeffrey dahmer didn't as far as i know did not have that abusive family life. Yeah, I, I that uh, man, I don't remember too much. All I remember childhood. from him was that he his mom and dad um that his mom and dad got a divorce and there was something in that was a trigger um for him, like the fear of rejection or something like that. Uh, I'm trying to scroll through it right now, but Yeah, I don't remember yeah, there I, I there might like have been like probably. abuse in high school or in school or something like that, um, but I don't believe that there was like home abuse. Right. Yeah, I think uh, he he might have been like an outcast in high school, but I mean, most of us were. Yeah. I think I, uh, whatever. I didn't. I only had a few friends, and you know, but as I far as everybody knows, see, I'm not I, out I killing people. I think he at night. is like the different case. 
where you know nature nurture yeah he's, he's like the nature part of it to where he literally is just born that way and um because i'm reading here that even on early when he was like just a little kid he's already decapitating dogs of you know that's right yes he's he he started with animals yeah he's one of the ones that started with the animals yeah um, and that that's a that's a thing that they say to look for. Yeah, is he's, like, at the uh, age of four, he's like removing animal bones from beneath yeah. the family home and stuff like that. Like just odd, bizarre, crazy behavior. Yeah, and I believe if you watch the newer uh, the Rob Zombie Halloween movie, mm-hmm. in the beginning of that, you know, when Michael Myers is young, it it shows him like killing a rat kind of for fun. If I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've watched it, and that—that's kind of where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably is you know that uh, that kind of a you know, killing the animals for pleasure when they're children. Yeah, uh, that's one thing they say to look for. Well, that's under the what is it, the McDonald Triad? But I remember when I was in psych class that they were like, yeah, you can't really rely on the on that uh, triad anymore. Let me see. Was that what it was called? Uh, Donald. I know nothing about it. Triad. I didn't go to psychology class. <laughs> I, I skipped out. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it's the McDonald Triad. M-A-C Donald Triad. Um, and it's a factor of three different things. Cruelty to animal, fire setting, and bedwetting. Oh, yeah, that's right. I do, um, I do remember that now. Yeah, but... I remember. Well, in come psych- on, let's be honest. What young boy doesn't want to set stuff on fire? Oh, right. I mean, right. Honestly. I played with fire. You I know. did too. Um, the killing of animals. See, that's a hard one because we did that. We shot animals all the time, but we usually cooked them and ate them. Right. So, I mean, does that make me a serial killer? Because that's just normal. How about everyone down south? Everyone down south. Like Liz, her family. Dude. They're shooting stuff at like five and six years old, and that's just normal. That's normal yeah. behavior. You yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's where the flaws in that McDonald triad comes from. Plus bedwetting. Every, how many kids bedwet? Right. A lot. That I have no a idea. Lot. I don't remember ever bedwetting, but a lot, a lot do. You know, sometimes it's biological. Sometimes um, they just, you know, there's problems with their, you know. There's, they just have problems doing it, either with their bodies or it's psychology. You know, they have nightmares. You name it, kids have it. I don't think that that necessarily makes any kid, you know, a psychopath. You know what I mean? But Jeffrey Dahmer in this case, um, good old, <laughs> good old Jeff. Um, really rare individual in the fact that um, just like I think he I I really think that him and Ted Bundy are like the epitome of like what like a serial killer really is like crazy dark levels you know what I mean yeah um, 
Yeah, uh, there's actually a new movie on Netflix uh, about Ted Bundy. I've seen um, it. I haven't watched it yet, but I have it in my queue to watch. Is it good? Or did you just? I kind of had mixed feelings on it. Um, I'll tell you why. Well, let's let's finish talking about Jeffrey Dahmer first, and then I'll yeah, give you. Fine. I'll give yeah. you my. Uh, I'll give you my synopsis on what I thought about the new Bundy movie. Um, so. One of the things that I think was so crazy about Dahmer was the fact that he wasn't just a sexual sadist, which he was, but it was the and it and believe it or not, the necrophilia doesn't even kind of um I don't know the necrophilia. I I guess I just kind of put those two things together, like serial killer. Then if they do that, not saying every serial killer is a necrophile. I'm just saying, if they do it, it doesn't really surprise me, okay? The cannibalism, for some reason, is different, though. When I see someone's, like, keeping heads and stuff in refrigerators and keeping them for snacks for later dates and stuff, I don't know why, but in my brain, I hear that, and I'm like, that, that is, like, out of this world. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I'm not really big on leftovers either, though. I look at an well, and that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, I look at an Applebee's container after sitting in there for two days, and I'm like, "Do I risk it for the biscuit?" Or (laughs) (laughs) nice, (laughs) and that's after two days, you know. But then you got good old Jeffrey here; he's keeping in there for months. Like, really? Wasn't he? Did he ever get sick off of that? Uh, well, he was already sick to begin with. I so. mean, like, sick to, like, throwing up sick. Yeah, no, I know what you meant. Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Do you get sick from eating other people's body parts? I, I've had some very close friends that are very, very smart, and they said, yes, you will get intensely sick. Um, like, intensely, intensely sick. I don't know hmm. how much I believe that, but they said, yeah, it, it literally kill, starts killing you. The moment you start eating human flesh, it's it starts keep, probably, killing you. You probably get parasites, and I'm not just joking. I'm That's probably what happens. You probably get some kind of parasite that's like in all humans. Yeah. And that you're not supposed to cons- you know, consume that way or yeah. something. You think that's the darkest part of, of Dahmer? Or do you think the keeping it in uh, barrels and all that... Well, yeah, probably the cannibalism would would probably be... I mean, he, he's not the only serial killer to bury people in their basement. Yeah. Um, uh, well, no, he had it in an apartment, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. In an apartment. But, but, but it wasn't in the basement, though? No, no. Or no, it was, like, was li- it in his parents' basement? Uh, well, that was the first victim. But okay, after yeah. that, all the others were in, like, his apartment. Remember, he seduced... Oh. He seduced the uh, the men to come up to his room and then would drug them and then basically kill them and then stuff them in a barrel. Yeah. And pour acid in it and stuff. So. Yeah. Um, you take what it, trophies he wanted, like you know. Oh, that's maybe. another thing we should talk about is trophies. How many of these guys took trophies? Uh, a large percentage. Yeah. I think. Uh, I've already. I've already decided how, if I was a serial killer, wh- what trophy I would take and where I would hide it. 
<laughs> what? Um, well, it would be hair, and I would put it in my dreadlock so it would never be found and be hidden in plain sight. <laughs> I mean, they'd never find it. You'd have to pull apart all of my dreadlocks and go hair by hair to find to find all the trophies. You'd never find them all. Oh, they would almost, do it. They would do it. Well, I mean, it would be very, very tedious if they knew that if they could refine them to begin with. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 would be me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I found I think that the trophy keeping thing is interesting too. Um, well, did uh, I don't I don't remember Bundy keeping trophies. Though. Yeah, I don't I don't know that all of them did. Dahmer did. I mean, he kept skulls and. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Ed Gein. Ed Gein kept yeah. tons. So just of, he was, it was, just he was like a trophy. Guys. He was like a trophy hunter. Is basically I mean, yeah, what he was. He made trophies yeah. out of tro- uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's like he's like I can't get any trophies. I'll just make my own. <laughs> yeah, um, here's a bowl. Here's a chair. Here's a belt made of nipples. That's in my day has got to be one of the best things. <laughs> Dude. I think Ed Gein's ever done. <laughs> he made a chair. That's impressive. I mean, making a bowl out of a skull, eh, it's rudimentary. Yeah, hey, 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 yeah, but you made a belt of nipples? <laughs> that's pretty good, man. I mean, that's inspirational right there. Oh, wow. That's a lot of nips you got to cut yeah. off. <laughs> Did he stretch them? Did he sew them together? Like, I have no it? idea. I don't know. I, and why? Even, I, I've I just got to know. know why. Did see? I'm wondering. Did he take a leather belt and sew them to the leather belt, or did he legit just make them straight out of nipples? <sighs> I don't know. It, questions we all need answers to. <laughs> I, I'm guessing he probably tanned the skin like you would a you know a buckskin or whatever. Yeah. And then made it that way. I don't know though. Maybe the nipples the best part to make a belt from. Maybe it's tougher. I don't know. <laughs> he was definitely a sick individual. <laughs> well, Ted, I don't remember Ted taking any trophies, right? I don't think he did either. I don't. I don't recall ever hearing about yeah. him taking any. I mean, he uh, revisited. He was definitely a necrophiliac. Um, I don't know if he... Uh, I've heard some say he was a cannibal. I don't remember him ever really saying or being found to be a, uh, a cannibal. I do know there was, like, uh, necrophilia going on, but beyond that... Like, sleeping with the, the dead bodies yeah. after the fact. Um, I don't remember him ever being a full-out cannibal, though. Yeah, I don't I don't remember ever hearing that either. Um, How about John Wayne Gacy? Yeah, did that's what I was tra- just going to bring him up. I was trying to remember his name. Yep, John Wayne Gacy. Did he take uh, trophies? <clears throat> uh, wow, I don't know. I don't remember... I don't remember him taking trophies. But um, he's another one that would hide bodies in the basement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, and, was, um, that was like his big thing, dude. You know, body placement has to tell a lot about a person, right? I mean, it has to. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, like, he, he is was... it close to them? Is it farther? I mean, think about it in psychology, okay? Is it close to them? Is it far away from them? Do they... Do they... What do they feel by it being close to them? Like, for John Gacy's case here, it was literally right under the floorboards. You know? Yeah. And, you know, the police, and he held parties all the time, and the cops were yeah. always coming over. He was over. a politician. Yeah. And the cops were always coming over. So you got to yep. imagine, I wonder if he ever had, like, a telltale heart kind of moment. Well, I, I remember the police smelled the bodies at one point, and... Yeah. You know, because it was just a king, which is which is pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, and he said uh, it was like something died in his crawl space and yeah, I, something like that, like an yeah, animal. I, I think the, they were over for dinner. The cops were over for dinner, and when the ventilation kicked on, that's when they smelled it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and he was able to, you know, probably manipulate his way out of that. But what I think is interesting, I was thinking about this and kind of the irony of John Wayne Gacy is he was the serial killer and he was a politician. And I mean, he was just doing it wrong the whole time. I mean, he should have, you know, tried to run for president, not like local council of the school. I mean, I mean, the, the, the Clintons would be so jealous, you know, of him and his success. Uh, because, you know, what he was, yeah. uh, a politician and a killer, you know, one and the same in some cases. Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh, interesting kind of a side note. Um, there's a new Joker movie coming out this, uh, I think, October. And Joaquin Phoenix is playing the Joker and his makeup. He, uh, I read he is was inspired by... John Wayne Gacy's clown makeup. Oh, so people who don't know, John Wayne Gacy is the he's the serial killer that was you know dressed up like a clown and went to hospitals and you know entertained kids when they were sick or whatever, and that's why people are afraid of clowns. Or well, one of the, one of the reasons he was like the inspiration for like Pennywise and other other movies that are uh, killer clowns. Um, so John, that's John Wayne Gacy. He's the killer clown. Um, and the new Joker movie coming out, you know, the, the way he painted his face, which was uh, unique, I guess. Um, most clowns back then, I don't, I don't really know anything about clowns now, but they would kind of make, you know, like all everything on their face kind of round and soft, you know, like the, the makeup and the, the smile would be like a round cartoony looking, you know, smile, mouth, uh, you know, mouth. And he had like really sharp edges. It was like just, it was distinctly different um, and noticeably. And uh, that's, I guess that's where, uh, well, how he was distinctive. You know, I don't, I don't think a guy like this would get into a position I mean, maybe. It's possible. I'm not saying. Especially knowing that... Knowing some of the crap that goes on in politics today where people are being constantly caught of doing, you know, less than moral character things. But if you really think about it, this guy was already convicted. um, John Wayne Gacy. He was already convicted for some pretty bad things okay like sexual assault and um some other like sodomy and stuff like that he was already he was already convicted did time then he gets out 
he goes into business then he goes into politics it's like when he the moment that he went to chicago like everyone just like didn't do a background search or anything on right. this guy yeah you know not what I mean? at all not at all and that's why i'm saying like as far as this goes the politicians that are doing this kind of garbage today it's because they've been in it so long and they've never been convicted of it but him already being convicted today i think in today's age i think they would do a background check and he would have been picked up right away so i don't think in today's society with background checks and everything else that someone like this could get into a position where you know i mean it's possible i'm not saying it it's not but it's when you have a past man they're all over you for that kind of thing you know what yeah. I mean? So background checks. I'm. I think the moment that somebody went missing. Well, maybe not the first. Okay, and that's the difference, man. Like if someone goes totally missing and they don't have anything to research, like nowhere to look. Um, how are they? How are they gonna know where to where to start looking? You know. Well, yeah. A lot of times, even when they look in databases, uh, DNA databases, you know, they don't find. A serial killer or whatever because a lot of times they don't have previous records of yeah. anything yeah or i mean <laughs> a lot of I, times, I guess in this instance i mean in, in which is how he eventually was caught anyways was mm -hmm. someone seen the last victim with him and that was the last person to be seen with him you know mm -hmm. and they tracked it back and then all of a sudden they found out, oh, he does have a background. And then all of a sudden people started saying stuff about smells under the house. And when they went in the house to serve the warrant, then they could smell him too. So it was how they they eventually caught him. So, I mean, I, I guess maybe someone like this could survive in society. But I think it would be a little bit more difficult, you know. Right. Maybe. Maybe. I, I just think no, with the with nowadays the, versus yeah then. yeah nowadays I I just think with the background like with him already being in jail and stuff I think it would be harder you know hmm. to take public office when you've already been in well maybe though because the the former mayor of Flint um had a rap sheet and well, he yeah. and he became the mayor so maybe maybe not well you know? yeah I mean that it's you're an elected official yeah, it's an elected official, so anybody can be elected. Yeah. Record yeah, or no record, it doesn't matter, you know? Right, absolutely. That's just a political office. Yeah. So. Just a political office. Just <laughs> a political office. So, oh, did you ever look up, did you ever look up the uh, Green River? I did, yeah. He was another one I found really fascinating. I didn't really have enough time to watch. See, he is one of the ones on where, him, yeah, he I is mean, one of the I, ones I, where I kind of <laughs> look at it and I'm like, this really is kind of rem reminiscent of Silence of the Lambs. The whole yeah. the whole story. So the the government actually going in and talking to Ted Bundy, which is kind of like going in and talking to Hannibal Lecter. You know what I mean? Right. And then trying to find Buffalo Bill, who in that story was like the Green River Killer. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, so I don't remember. I'm pretty sure that lot, I'm pretty sure that the first murder in Silence of the Lambs was found near a river too. 
right? Was it? I yeah. Don't, I don't remember. It's been years. It's been years but, since I've seen it, but I'm trying. I, I almost want to say it was. I remember they found a larvae. Remember the, the moth larvae or something in the throat? Uh, I think I think so. I think I remember that. Yeah. So I think it's, I, I mean, maybe that's where the book was based. It's possible. Um, well, for sure, from what I understand, um, Ed Gein was the inspiration, part of the inspiration for um, Buffalo Bill. And, uh, oh, with the sewing of the, the outfit and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, so the modern day, like, kind of movie serial killers that yeah. were inspired by Ed Gein were um, um, Bates, Norman Bates. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and um, well Hannibal Lecter and I don't know I guess Buffalo Bill yeah um, yeah the, but dude the how, Green like, River Killer wouldn't have been caught at that time though when that movie came out I don't think so oh he was caught in the, the 70s wasn't he the Green River yeah I thought oh, 70s or 80s I thought it was the early 90s was it I don't know, I'm gonna look right now. I because I just watched something on it the other day, but I watched so much stuff that it's really hard for me to maintain, <laughs> or not maintain, retain right. all the information. I got it. I find. Hold on. Uh, was caught. Where was he caught? He's from Seattle. I remember that. Ooh, there's an interview with the Green River Killer. I would watch that. I would too. It says he only killed 48 people. I say only 48. <laughs> the amount of time, the amount of time he was active was confessed to 71. Oh, okay. He's well, believed they probably... to have killed over 200. Okay, well, yeah, it's just convicted of 48. So that uh, that's all they could convict him on. Yeah, I got convicted of 49. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think anybody really knows. No, um, exactly. Span of crimes: 82 to 98. Oh wait, ninety-eight? Did I read that? Ninety-eight. Wrong? No, yeah, ninety-eight. Con yeah, eighty nineteen eighty-two to nineteen ninety-eight. Wow. Isn't that I mean, am I am I like when did this movie come out? Um This movie came out in eighty eight, I think. Yeah, no, it was no, late no, 80s. 91. 90, 91. 91. Okay. I know right. I was going to say I know it wasn't like that lady. So am I am I like just like putting these things like in together that shouldn't be because to me well, that to me them going to Ted to hunt for Ridgeway, the Green River. Doesn't it seem a Yeah, lot that does like fit Silent? the storyline. I mean, in a way, it totally yeah. fits the storyline. You know, but. the only thing that doesn't fit is him making like you know costumes and outfits out of the right. girls. But you, you could also argue it's life imitating art. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, you know, whoever decided to try to, you know, ask Ted Bundy was like, dude, maybe I could do. You know, they maybe they were watching Sounds of the Lambs and was like, ah, oh, maybe I should do that. Yeah. You know, it could be. It could just be life imitating art at that point. It's so crazy that I mean, because I'm looking to see. Yeah, he's he's got like 
that's another thing about this one that blows me away. So really low IQ. Okay. Cool. Uh, Green River Killer? Yeah, Ridgeway. I heard he had a high IQ. No. Low no? 80s. Low 80s. Wow. Well, that just shows you how smart the cops are then. Yeah. So low yeah. 80s. <laughs> and managed to do it. What was his time frame? 82 to 98. So that's like over 20, almost. 10. Almost 20. Uh, no. 82 to 92 would be 10. So um, 16. Was that 16 years? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he, <coughs> he was convicted of 42, 48. Yeah. Plus, he, you think he might have killed even more? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. So. He, but a lot of those numbers are like inflated numbers. So it's really hard to believe like the serial killer when he's throwing out numbers because is he just inflating them okay yeah so i mean convicted of 49 that means that somehow they were able to link his dna with those bodies or after they caught him okay there was a, a time where he went and took them to all the sites and showed yes. them where they could find more bodies. Okay. Right. In which case that they had. That was part of the deal, I think. Yeah. In which case they did find more bodies. All right. So even though they say forty-nine, this one could actually be much, much higher. Yeah. So, so let me give a little, a little context to that. In exchange for not getting the death penalty. And yeah. only getting life. Well, I think it was like for each. Uh, I think it ended up being for however many bodies he was convicted of. Was each one was one life sentence, so forty-eight life sentences. In exchange for not getting the death penalty, he would show police where as many bodies were as he could, you know, find. As he could remember. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so essentially. Um, I was watching a documentary, and 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 the I think it was the police officer. At first, he did not. He was like, "There's no way," you know. And then he realized, which he was smart to realize, that you know, at this point, you know, he's going to die in prison. It doesn't really matter. It's it's not about him. It's got to be about the family's getting closure and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So he's, you know, they basically. We're like, okay, we'll do that. We're, we'll we'll exchange, you know, no death penalty if you, sh you cooperate and show us where a bunch of the bodies are, mm -hmm. which makes sense. It kind of makes you wonder, like, like I said, like how did this guy? Because some of the other ones, like Ted Bundy, was very very smart. Okay, um, and I could see how he could get away with it for longer than what he did. You know, um, like if he hadn't, he did a lot of dumb things along the way. And I think it kind of like, like, okay, for instance, driving around in your V-dub bug with a bag, with a, you know, a ski mask, a bunch of rope, some duct tape, <laughs> yeah. Driving around in the middle of the night with that in clear sight of when a cop pulls you over and looks in in your back seat, okay? Mm -hmm. 
Everybody knows that if you're going to do that, you put it under the seat. <laughs> and and make sure you check your tail lights. They're not out. I mean, uh, how many how many people have gotten pulled over with bodies in the car because of like the tail light? Actually, shoot, I can't remember which one it was. One of them, it might no, it wasn't John Wayne Gacy. It might have been like oh, I can't remember who. One of them got pulled over with a dead body in the car, and it was about a you know it was a tail light, and like they just smooth talked the cop and. Well, the Bundy tried to go. do that. Yeah, Bundy tried to do that a couple times. But it wasn't Bundy that I'm talking about. It was somebody oh, okay. else. But yeah, I, I can't remember who it was though, because I, I literally watched probably. I mean. It might have been uh, Ted Kaczynski. Uh, what's his... Uh, um, shoot. S Son of Sam. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might have been him. Wow. Um, he had a body in the... Oh, wait. He didn't collect bodies. Oh. Son yeah, of Sam? No, Son of Sam, bodies, he just went around shot He just people. killed them. Yeah, yeah, so it wasn't him. I don't remember who it was, but... Dude, you know, someone... that is... Son of Sam, okay? So I want you to see something. I showed this to Liz the other day. Where is it? Um, let me go back. Um, this is a really interesting fact. This dude is David Berkowitz. We've talked about him Berkowitz, once before. Yeah, yeah we've talked about him yeah, once man. before. And I might have even brought up this fact in our previous podcast, but I just find it so fascinating <laughs> that, like, my brain had a really, really hard time grasping this, is that the fires that he started, like... Oh, dude, yeah, it was like 1,500, was it not? Yeah, and it's think an about insane that. insane amount of fires. Insane. Like, think about how many fires like, you got to be starting I'm, I'm to get to that number. I'm that, <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> like, dude, that's it. Impressive. That is some dedication. Like, that is yeah. someone that is on I mean, a mission. It's like, absolutely. And it was a short span of time. Yeah, I it was like a year uh, and a half, like, two years, or something like that. No, yeah. I think well, it was like a couple years. But still, it, I mean, yeah. if, if it's 1,500 fires, that's like almost a couple a day. Yeah. yeah. Or one a day, something like that. It, it was, was a very but, short yeah. time period, but he was just lighting them ablaze. You know? Mm -hmm. Ridiculous, dude. Like, what? You know? <laughs> so, okay. So let me ask you this, because people always, I, I think, at least in my brain, categorize, like, the worst to the best. The worst to the best. Killers? How yeah. do you... Uh, worst? Or, I, I don't know how you would say best, okay? Maybe didn't uh, get caught, well, or... Yeah, yeah, didn't get caught. Well, that would be the Green River, I think. You think so? One of them. He went a long time. Well, yeah, but BTK was like 30 years. Oh, yeah, and you know what? There's one that's even longer. Um, the um, the Golden, Golden State. Golden State. Yes. I, that's one I'd never really heard of. And he Didn't they just people. catch him, like, just a few? Yeah. Yes, like, within the last decade. Um, so what sorry. happened was somebody... And, and they renamed him. I forgot what his nickname was before, and it was kind of lame. This guy's like a real creep. And up. then there was this person who was writing a book or something about all the killings, and you know, basically he would go into homes and 
he would uh rape and kill. It looks like yeah, 120 he, plus burglaries. Yeah, it was, bur rapes. it was like bur people were home. He'd go in into the home, be any breaking enter. I wouldn't really yeah. be burglary because I think burglary is when you take stuff. It was just breaking and entering, and then he would yeah he would hold them at knife point or gunpoint or whatever, and then um he would even when the husband was there he would like hold a knife to the wife's throat or whatever and then make them watch while he did his thing and then um um uh, so just time, caught so he was just apprehended in 2018 yeah how long was he on the run for he was a cop i think oh he was a cop i think that's uh, one of the reasons i think how he was able to not get caught for so long 76 could is that the first one? 1976? It was a long time ago, yeah. Yeah, it was something it was like the late 70s. And um what I th one of the things he would do was he would kind of after he was done and like let's just say he didn't necessarily kill any anybody that time he, he maybe just raped or something. Mm -hmm. Um he would kind of stick around for a while and then and then when they thought it would be okay to like okay he's gone and they would you know start talking and moving around he would let them know he was still there and then he would leave so they would just sit there paralyzed on their beds for hours wow yeah <clears throat> so they didn't know when he was ever really gone or not how did they how did they know that this guy was the one going he back all the way huh i think he had a micro penis yeah but how i mean Still, That's one of the things they... You're telling me I he's guess, the only one out of, like, 15 million people? Or 30 million people? In, L I'm like, L.A. area, San Francisco, yeah. and Sacramento? <laughs> um, Like, how they connected them all? Yeah. <clears throat> it might have been DNA. I, I, no, Because they I don't got remember. it going all the way back to 1974. I can't remember how they connected them all, but I know there was, like, someone who, like, was able to... They wrote a book or something, and basically they helped catch him. Wow. They they wrote a, they profiled all the victims and you know the things that were done to the victims and you know basically all these acts that were done and they kind of they made like a profile. Somehow they're able to catch him. I, I can't remember now. It's like I said, I watched so many things on serial killers this last week that it, <laughs> and it's hard to separate everything into you know every little category. So so I guess he I don't remember how many people he killed. Because I don't really, uh, thirteen. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he killed every time, um, but he definitely went the seems like probably one of the longest without getting caught. How and many? Wait, wait seventy four. So nineteen, two, yeah, nineteen seventy four to eighty six, but he wasn't caught until two thousand eighteen. Mm. Why the cool down period? Mm. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder why the cooldown period was he in... He wasn't in jail. You said he was a cop. I think he was, or he was somehow associated with the police. Uh, I think. I'm trying to look through. I'll read up I, on I this later. I'd be interested yeah, to know. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, and then... Well, yeah, he was I a think... county sheriff officer arrested. 72-year-old... Former police officer of Auburn, blah blah blah, was charged with eight counts of first degree murder, and that was on April twenty fourth. 
of this last year. Yeah, 2018. So just a year ago. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. They're out there. Crazy, man. I mean, look at this. Police officer. He was a police officer. He was a truck mechanic. Um, obviously a high member of society. People trusted him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Meanwhile, he's like breaking in your, <laughs> breaking in your house and <laughs> being all kinds of uh, insane. He's the one I think that Marilyn Manson wanted everyone to be afraid of. Was that guy? Really? Not Marilyn. I keep seeing Marilyn Manson. Charlie Manson. Wow. Uh, I guess he's still being arraigned. I would imagine so if it's only yeah. been a year. A little He's over facing here. life without parole or death if convicted. And, uh... You will never die. You're facing life without death. It was asserted that the case will cost taxpayers $20 million and last for 10 years. At which case, he'll be like, how old? Like, 83? Mm. 83 years old? If he makes it that far... Yeah. This is interesting. I'd be I'd be very interested into uh, reading up on that, finding out yeah. like exactly how they caught him. Yeah, I, I watched one of those biographics on him. That's how I found out about him. Interesting. Uh, you know you know what channel I'm talking about on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. 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 That guy does a really good job. I mean, I, sometimes. I found some, sometimes. Some he of does. his facts are off. It's like he'll do like like the mainstream. You know what I mean? A lot yeah. Of well, he was talking about he was but, talking about uh. What's his name? Um, the guy that started the, or that wrote the Book of Satan. Do you know? Um, oh yeah, I, Anton Levay. I didn't watch that one yet. Was it? Uh, no, it what? No, no, it wasn't not, Anton. Not Anton. Um, uh, Alistair Crowley. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's so I, I mix up. It wasn't the guy that wrote the Book of Satan. No, it was Alistair Crowley. So he's talking about Alistair Crowley, and he says that Alistair Crowley was like perpetually in a state of like you know euphoria because he was taking lsd mm. and i'm like um lsd wasn't even around and before like what was it the 1940s something 1950s yeah i i forget the year now but yeah it was like the, is oh, it man, just his timing was a little off and i was like uh, you know there's a lot of other drugs <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that was one of them. You know, let's see. Okay. Uh, it was first made by Albert Hoffman in 1938. That's when LSD was first made. 1938. Hmm. And then in 1950s, the CIA obviously got it. And that's when we got into uh, our other whole little podcast. Yeah. The one on uh, Mind Control? Yeah. Yeah, go check out the MK Ultra episode. That's a good one. Well, any any other uh serial Oh, yeah, we could talk about we could talk about serial killers for hours. I got to like I got There's so many, left, dude. But, There's um, so many. Yeah, I, I, I want to touch on because this is one I remember, um the Washington DC sniper. Um I didn't look anything up is on it. Is that really a research. serial killer though? Yeah, they 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 kill. Do they really? How many. They they yeah. classify um, them as that? 
I do. I mean, <laughs> you do. You're like, it, it doesn't matter. Well, okay. No, now that I'm thinking about it, he he, he kind of not. We were joking earlier about the um um serial shooter event thing. He, yeah. That was him, though. Really, John Melville and I forget the other guy's name. There was two of them. It was John Melville and John something um something else. Let me let me type in DC shooter and I'll get a little more information. On him because I I did I forgot to do some research sniper attacks. Okay, I forgot to do some research on him because uh, there's just so many killers out there that you know were interesting. Uh, this was October of 2002. I remember this John Muhammad. Uh, oh shoot, I just lost it. I remember it happening too. This is. Can I tell you something? Really? Yeah. Kind go of- ahead. So this is one of those things that I feel like is do you that episode where we talked about uh uh what was it the Mandela effect this yes. to me is a Mandela effect cuz I remember everything different What do you remember? I remember it happening in a much earlier year like 99 I don't. I I don't remember the year. Uh, 2002 does seem a bit early. You're late. To me, it seems late. I remember it happening earlier. I remember it happening a little later. Really? I mean, I guess 2002 would be about right. Yeah, I remember at the time I was working with Eric, and uh, I remember that on the news, of course, the news got it wrong. Big yeah. surprise. Um, they, they, the, the vehicle they were looking for was a white van. So basically anybody who had a contractor van, that was kind of the joke with me and Eric. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anybody who had a contractor van could be the killer. You know, that was kind of the joke. And, um, um, it wasn't even a van. It was like a car and I don't even think the color was white. It was like completely, oh yeah, here it is. A 1990 Chevrolet Capri sedan. I don't know if you say the color. So it was a car. It was a car. Yeah. And they, they would sit in the trunk if I remember. Yeah. And they would kill people that, oh, okay. So, um, I'm just going to go ahead and read the Wikipedia entry and I don't know how I, but I'm just, it's just the easiest one to go to. Um, so let me find where to start. Their crime, their crime spree began in February 2002, included murders and robberies, which I don't remember that, uh, in states of Alabama, Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, Texas, and Washington, which resulted in seven deaths and seven wounded people. In 10 months, the sniper killers killed 17 people and wounded 10 others. In September of 2003, um, Muhammad, that's his last name, John Muhammad, was sentenced to death. And in October, the juvenile, that would be Lee Malvo, I thought his name was John too, this is Lee Malvo, um, was sentenced to six consecutive life sentences without parole in November of 2009. Oh, I'm sorry. In 2009, Muhammad was put to death by lethal injection. I don't remember that either, do you? No, I don't remember that. I don't remember him being put to death. Yeah. Uh, in 2017, uh, Malvo's conviction to life sentence without parole was overturned on appeal in Virginia with 
and, uh, with resentence. Uh, it's hard to hard to say. Resentencing um, ordered pursuit to the Supreme Court's ruling in the case of Melville versus Alabama, which voided mandatory life sentence punishment for jam, uh, for juvenile criminals as legally unconstitutional. Uh, under the resentencing, Malvo's minimum prison sentence will be determined by a judge. The available maximum maximum sentence would be life imprisonment. Uh, the ruling does not apply to the six life sentences Malvo received in Maryland. So they killed 17 people, and I don't remember. I don't remember if they would kill one at a time. Well, it says uh, it, it says it down a little further. It shows out like oh. the shootings, um, mm. and then at one point they literally just start going ham. Like it's one, and then a month later, another one. Month yeah. later, another one. Month later, another one. Less yeah. than a month. Another one, less than a couple mm, days. It just accelerates. One. Yeah, and and then it's like five twenty, seven forty one, eight twelve, eight thirty seven, yeah. nine fifty eight. I remember the fear porn on the news was so intense during this time. Yeah. Because I remember um, they would have the news would show video of people pumping gas and ducking down so they wouldn't get shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. It, it was ridiculous, the, the amount of fear that the news put out about it. And it, I mean, obviously, there was a threat. But, I mean, we're talking, like, you know, when people all over the country are, like, pumping their gas and kneeling down so they don't get shot, I mean, that's a lot of fear porn, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, there's 300 million people in the country, allegedly. Uh, you know, the odds of you getting shot by this, this guy would have been pr- pretty low. I think they're pretty high in those states. In those states, yeah. In those states. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's where people were getting bowing down, though. Like, yeah. ducking down was in those but states. But that one, to me, I don't remember any of the motive for any of this either off the top of my head. I don't know if it says in here. But I just remember it was a fascinating thing to happen because, really, in my lifetime, um, there really hasn't been uh, in the news these type of serial killers that's all and all that all these serial killers are mostly from like the 60s and 70s and maybe a little bit into the 80s as far as it being on the news this is really the only one i really remember and that's probably when i kind of started getting fascinated by it a little bit maybe was during that um so i don't know is there anything else you want to touch on no no i'm i think we kind i mean like i said earlier we could talk about this for hours you know. Yeah, and we probably could do. We'll probably do another. Maybe, maybe not the next one, but I'd like to do more. Oh, and I, I need to say too, I apologize. I have a sinus infection or something. Oh yeah, me so too. So my voice me sounds too. very nasally, and I'm having a hard time breathing when I talk. Yeah, you know. So if there, you hear all the heavy breathing and stuff like that, it's because I literally can't breathe through my nose right now while I'm talking. Well, while we're at it, Matt, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna give you some other. Hold on. I'm going to give you some other killers to go okay. and look up. All right. Um, we already touched. You know, one we didn't talk about was Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe we should do an, an episode on ones that were like 
uh, pre-television, you know, older, you know, before technology well, was around. Well, and, you know, we didn't talk about Eileen Warnos, too. Warner, I was I was thinking about her. I was going to mention her because, if I remember correctly, she's from Troy, Michigan, originally. Is she really? I think so. I think Eric and I went and tried to find where she lived. <laughs> well, we figured out her address. <laughs> really? Or maybe, maybe, yeah, she no, is. It, it might have been the street. I don't know if it yeah, was the Troy, address. Michigan. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about Jack the Ripper, Eileen Warnos. Um, let me see. Sharice Theron. This is kind of a gross one. Um, I'm not fancy on this one, but I do think it needs a... Like, this one's kind of crazy. And uh, the reason why I'm not keen on it is because most of his victims were kids, and that irritates me. Um, mm-hmm. But this guy has, like, documented well over 100 victims. Well over 100. And then it's Albert Fish. Yeah, I don't know that one. Um, I, I feel like wasn't uh, Dahmer? Didn't he have some kids or boys or maybe teenagers? Maybe not Just boys, teenagers. Yeah. Teenagers. Yeah. And I think, I think John Wayne Gacy did, too. The other one. Hold on. Um, there's another one I was going to tell you about. Let me look it up real quick. I remember. I don't remember if it was you or Eric. One of you two had a, a book of serial killers. I do. I've got, you do? I've got lots okay. of books on serial well, killers. There, this one was. It was almost like a coffee book table. It wasn't really like a, a heavy reading. It was a light reading, I think. And there was one in there about a, an alligator killer. Alligator? Not, well, I think maybe, the, I don't that's a dumb way to, I don't know. That was just how my brain, he, what he would do is I think he was like in the circus. So he was traveling. So, you know, he already has, you know, nobody knows this guy and he would kill people and feed them to the alligators. Like he had like pet no. alligators or something like that. Really? Yeah. And it was, this would have been, I, this is all off of memory oh, from the talk. We forgot to talk about the Michigan serial killers, too. Which ones? There's I don't a couple even... Michigan serial killers. Like, ones mm. that operated out of... One operated out of Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti. Hmm. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, and you know, there was... So, let me tell you the story real quick before... I know you gotta get off, but... Um, you know my mom actually worked with a serial killer? Um, no. I... I have too. Not not serial killer. I've worked with murderers, not killers. Not so serial killers. So she worked at this gas station, Speedway, up in up in the South Line. Uh, and I think I remember that. Maybe. She worked there for it was a long time. And she would tell me, like every now and then she would come home, she was like, There's this guy I work with, he's kinda of weird. She was like, he just kinda of gives me the creeps. Well, um my sister, um, do you remember Dave? My sister's yeah. old boyfriend? Yeah, I remember Dave. So, Dave, I was talking to Dave, and I was telling him the story about how my mom used to work with this guy. And one day, my mom went in, and the guy was like gone. The police came, they got him, they arrested him, and he was just gone. Okay. Dave and I were talking about it, and Dave said that he was driving by this old field. Um, and there was the FBI and everything out there, and it was because that guy was a serial killer, and he was hunting people. I can't think of what the guy's name was, but he was basically hunting people and burying them in that field, and it's right by Dave's old house. 
Interesting. Yeah, and it was like multiple bodies. That guy, he said he seen him out there in the field with the FBI, like oh, walking wow. around. Oh, so he was helping them? Yeah, he, he was, was showing them okay. where they were. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that that's pretty wild. Um, yeah, in my last job, I had um, I worked with uh, quite a, a few murderers. Uh, a one, he was he worked for our company, and he was but he worked in another shop, not our shop. Wow. And he was telling me, well, okay, he, he, he was a murderer, but I mean, it was maybe second degree murder, maybe. So he used to like deal coke or something like that. I don't know. And he was at, he said he was sitting at home with his girl his girlfriend uh, that I, I use the terminology he used he said his girl I had to clarify with him that's why I'm clarifying it now he said he was sitting at home on the couch with this girl and two dudes just came bursting through the front door and um, one of them shot his girlfriend and killed her and um, oh my alarm's going off hold on let me just turn it off real quick um, and then um, he shot one of them right there on the spot and then the other one turned around and and ran. Yeah. And because he was running, um, even though he was still on the property, we he, he shot him in the bag. That's what they got him on. Wow. Even though it was like self defense. Kind of. And yeah. Yeah, I know that there was drugs involved, but I mean that that really shouldn't matter. If someone's coming into your home, I feel like no matter what, if they're trying to kill well, you, you have he was the right to defend it was, you. It's because he was running away. That's technically yeah. not self-defense. Right. If he's running away, he's trying to flee, which means yeah. that you that that's not self-defense anymore. Right. That's you're going after him. And really, I mean, think about even in our CPL courses and gun training courses, you can't chase someone. Right. Chasing but. them is like it's the difference between murder and defense. Right, but his girlfriend was just shot. Oh, I and get I'm not, it. I'm I get it. That, that I makes, totally get I'm not it. That, that changes the law, but I mean, there is a little bit. I mean, if, I mean, if I'm his defense attorney, I get what that, you're that's saying. That's what I'm arguing. I get what you're I'm, saying. I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're um, saying. You're mad in that moment. How long did he serve, though? I don't remember. He because they might have was, just got him on for like manslaughter and giving him like yeah, one or two. I don't years, remember what his, You know what I mean? I never. I, I don't think I asked him what the charges were. He said, but I don't. Um, yeah, I just don't remember. Um, but, and then on another job I was, um, on in, in, in Minnesota, the company that I worked for, we, they hired out, uh, temp, temp agents, temp agency workers. Mm -hmm. And like all of them are criminals, either they were criminals or there was a few that were like, there was this one guy from like New Jersey or New York and he 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 had a really good job making lots of money in New York he worked on uh, on big like skyscrapers but he was laid off at the time so he you know he he came and he was a temp worker he was like the only one that wasn't a criminal though like all the other ones that uh they were like either drugs or murder all of them almost all of them so yeah i mean i've worked with killers before and it doesn't really I mean, especially when they're honest about it. Like, um, I was just like, okay, cool, you killed somebody. And, and the one dude was like, yeah, he's like, I'm changed or whatever. I don't really, that's not who I am anymore. I learned blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess people can change. I don't know. But I think they can. Yeah. 
I really do. I, I think there's even a couple of serial killers that we that we mentioned. Yeah, the son of they, Sam. They turned their life around. There, yeah. Um, and and it might not. You know what? It might not be a hundred percent legit. I don't think they need to get out of prison. But apparently, Son of Sam also believes that he doesn't need to get out of prison. Right. That's what so I was going to say. That, There's a few of them that don't want to get out of prison. They're so what does that their- what does that say to someone that doesn't doesn't believe that they need to get out? It speaks of reform to me. Yeah. I don't think they should it, still be let out. <laughs> it, it'd be like it, it to me. That's almost like if you're an alcoholic and you work at a bar and then you realize oh dude i'm an alcoholic i I probably shouldn't work at a bar anymore yeah and and maybe you know you're you know eventually you're like yeah i i used to own a bar and i used to work at a bar and i used to serve liquor i can't do that anymore right because i'm an alcoholic or i was you know what i mean that's kind of how i see that i mean i don't feel like you're trying to pull the wool over someone someone's eyes if you're like i can't work at a bar anymore yeah, I kind of see it you know as like I mean? the like the first stage, like acceptance. Like this is what I am. This is what I've done. Made a bunch of mistakes. You know, might not be perfect, but I'm at least acknowledging that I made a bunch of mistakes and that I need to pay for those mistakes. You know, right. I need to own up to them. Oh, I was going to bring up H.H. Holmes, one of okay. America's first serial killers. Oh yeah, I did watch a biographics on that, and uh, I'm gonna have to do. Yeah. Because I felt like I didn't get it. To me, I watched it and I was like, eh. It's an interesting one. He owned, uh, I think it was like a hotel or something, and basically had like uh, like a house of horrors, and was. I'll let you read it, or either read it or watch something on it. Okay. But yeah, we'll definitely have to do a follow-up. That's that's an 1891 to 1894, um, so it's yeah. an old one. It's right up there with yeah. the Ripper. Yeah. So the next time we we do an episode on this, we'll do one on on him. We'll do Jack the Ripper. We'll cover any ones we missed that are modern, like Eileen a- 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 uh, Warner. Warner. Warnos, yeah. yeah, and some of the Michigan ones and stuff like that. Well, I think we could. I really think we could talk about just old ones. Like old predated ones, you know, like crazy. Because mm. I'm pretty sure I could dig up at least a bunch of really old ones, you know. Mm-hmm. Like even Albert Fish, as much as I don't like that guy, was I think he was like early 1900s. Mm. You know, so I think we could really easily, and I think some of them are pretty interesting. H.H. Holmes is definitely very interesting, and he's noted as the first serial killer in America. Hmm. Which, eh, maybe. (laughs) I don't think so. First one they found, how about that? (laughs) Right, yeah. Right. But, um, that's, I guess we can close out with that. All right? All right, sounds good. All right. You got anything, last words, Matt? Um, I gotta go. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just subscribe, hit the like. Yeah, um, follow us, share our videos, do all that. uh, Yeah, help us out. (laughs) Thanks a lot, everyone, for listening, and we'll catch you next time.